Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. The program for mobility and technology news, information, and perspective. I'm Ken Chester, your host. This episode is chock full of information, so let's get to it. To add your voice to the conversation, call or text the Tech Mobility Hotline, that number, 872-222-9793, or you can email the show directly, talk at techmobility.show, and that is talk at techmobility.show. From the Tech Mobility News Desk, just when you think it is over for gasoline and diesel fuel, comes news that Toyota and Exxon are testing low-carbon fuels and gasoline engines. You know, the beautiful part about innovation is that it doesn't follow a set pattern. It's not always all or nothing. It's not always, okay, it's just battery electrics. Well, that's not true because we have fuel cell electrics. And boy, it's not just that because, gee, look, we found another way to use hydrogen. Or in the case of battery electrics, hey, lithium might be standard now, but hey, look what we can do with lithium. And more importantly, look what we can do without lithium or cobalt or nickel. So there's a lot of innovation going on right now. And this piece from Automotive News uh, talks about what they're doing. And Toyota and Exxon is looking at fuel blends that are made from cleaner feedstocks that could one day cut greenhouse gas emissions from internal combustion engines as much as 75% compared to regular gasoline. Now, let me take a minute here. For years, ever since 1970 and the passes of the Clean Air Act, vehicles have been polluting less and less. In the 1990s, General Motors had us out to their um, proving grounds and out to their, you know, skunk works out in Warren, Michigan. And they took us into a lab and they said, and this is in 1993, they said on some days, the amount of emissions coming from vehicles now is so low that we can't measure it. We have to develop new diagnostics in order to measure it because we're at a point now where it's so low that we're competing with normal emissions from just nature. And that was almost 30 years ago. For the most part, Americans are not breathing in all the pollutants that used to be in the air coming out of vehicles like uh, noxious, you know, nitrous oxides and carbon monoxide and a whole lot of unburned fuel, all that nasty stuff. Now we're just down to greenhouse gases, which are messing up the planet. And the reason why I'm laying the groundwork for all of this is because when you're talking about now that a company has gotten together and did you really think the oil companies were just going to roll over and play dead, by the way, that can reduce greenhouse gas emissions, carbon dioxide, by 75% compared to regular gasoline. And bear in mind, regular gasoline, which is regular unleaded gasoline, is polluting a lot less since it was made mandatory back in the 70s. What they're saying is, actually, don't give up your internal combustion vehicle just yet. They want to give drivers potentially a way to reduce emissions without having upgrading to an electric vehicle. Because let's face it, if you own an internal combustion engine vehicle today, it might even be paid for, and it gets pretty good gas mileage, and maybe doesn't pollute a lot, what can you do if you're not in a position, even 
for a moderately priced EV, which are coming into the marketplace in the next few years, you're not in a position to trade, even for a used one. Can you do something, perhaps, to help clean up the atmosphere, pollute less? If this works out, the answer may be yes. These cleaner fuel stocks proved compatible with Toyota vehicles, raising the prospect of a drop-in solution that could compete with battery-powered cars in the future. I want that to sink in. First major news that we have gotten in the last year or so was repurposing of hydrogen as a fuel in an internal combustion engine with little or no modification. Now, the next level, we're seeing fuels, gasolines that are compatible today that don't cost don't take any kind of modification to the existing engine that may drop greenhouse gas emissions from the typical vehicle another 75%. Now, what they're using when they say cleaner, they're using a mix of existing feedstocks like renewable biomass and ethanol produced from cleaner processes. Clean ethanol, if you will, made from sustainable sources like wind energy or something going through the process things that could happen. And this could have a lot of good outputs. Number one, renewable biomass. That is a nice way of saying uh, kind of the byproduct of cows on a dairy farm. And we'll just leave it at that. But that kind of stuff, which gives off a lot of methane. So they're talking about methane predominantly that you get from landfills and tents, you know, and livestock capturing that, which is happening in California in real time right now. And then ethanol. Corn. In this state, we're a number one corn producer. So to repurpose the use of ethanol to produce a cleaner fuel that's still cleaner, by the way, than what they're using now, and probably moderately even cleaner than the ethanol we're burning now. Think about that for a minute. That maybe, just maybe, we might be able to make steps towards cleaning up the environment and not necessarily have to go electric all the time. Electric's still a great idea and as billions of dollars have been spent and most of the industry is going that way, but it may not be the only way in certain applications where a battery electric or a fuel cell electric still won't fit the bill. Things to think about so much. The big challenge though, both Exxon and Toyota, according to this piece, have long histories of testing moonshot technologies, they call it, to reduce transportation emissions that, quote, have failed to meet expectations. The bottom line is uh, developing this fuel is awesome. It's great. Question is, can you scale it up and how much a gallon? And is it going to be a premium against what people are paying now? Because that doesn't help. It would have to be at least what unleaded is, and to be honest, if you're in a state where you're already burning either E10 or E15, it'll have to be another 20 or 30 cents cheaper than regular unleaded to be competitive. And the question is, usually when you're developing new technologies, that's not necessarily the case because you've got a lot of input in terms of investment, scaling up, a lot of capital expenditures that have to be recaptured. So there's that. It does not say that this is government funded in any way, full disclosure. That could be a help. If, if there were tax credits available, that could make it more palatable and perhaps even more affordable to scale up and make available to consumers. Not an issue. 
Exxon touted algae, and Exxon wasn't the only one. I've seen the commercials as a sustainable alternative to diesel for years before dropping the idea. While Toyota spent heavily on a small lineup of hydrogen-fueled vehicles that gained little traction with consumers. Yeah, what the article doesn't tell you in automotive news is that Toyota has also spent a lot of money with hydrogen fuel cell vehicles in the port of Long Beach with heavy trucks. And if ever, and we'll be talking about this in our shows here pretty soon, about how hydrogen is going to be the way that heavy-duty, over-the-road trucks electrify because of weight and packaging considerations. Battery electrics just don't work because of the weight involved to even move that much tonnage so many miles and the time it would take to recharge. Hydrogen becomes an issue, but there are other challenges with it. I know Toyota's got money in the game, but it's not as much a failure as Automotive News would have you believe. The other issue is, and this is for the naysayers, you know, how is the hydrogen produced? In a perfect world, it would be green hydrogen. And that would be green hydrogen is hydrogen produced from sources that use renewable energy uh, to generate, to run the process. That's the thing. So will this be a thing? Will it be able to scale it up? Will we see this as coming to a gas pump near you? I guess you say stay tuned because it could very well be a bridge fuel if nothing else. But it certainly would give our farmers an opportunity that they don't currently have with just plain ethanol, with the way the industry is going right now. You're listening to The Tech Mobility Show. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to aonmeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's aonmeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.